All right, boys, listen to this. This is um, the Riminover Rebbe. Does anybody, did anybody ever hear of the Riminover Rebbe? Let me tell you something about the Riminover Rebbe. In his time, he was saying that Bezad Hashem, he was going to bring the Mashiach. He was so kadosh, this, this Rebbe, that the story behind it, how, how, from where he was born, you're going to hear something that's a very, it's a scary but amazing at the same time. Scary and amazing. You ready? So they called him what? They, they, listen, his name Menachem uh, Mendel. Remember, right? Everybody knows him at Mendel. Remember, remember. Listen what happened. So his father, listen, listen. His father was, um, um, was in a certain town and there was a very wealthy guy in the town. He had, uh, uh, you know, all these different assets that he had. One day he had to leave town. So now what did he have to do? He had to, he couldn't, if you realize, you couldn't really bring, you can't bring your buildings and things like that with you to the next town over and to transfer back in the day. It wasn't like nowadays you transfer money. So he saw that he had to sell all his assets, all his properties, everything he had to sell. So what did he do? He went, he went to, um, to the father of the Rimen of a Rebbe, and he told the father, he said, listen, for a cheap price, I will sell you all my assets, all my properties, everything like that for a very discounted price. Good? So he said, okay, no problem. But there was one problem. What was the problem? Even on the discount, it was... It was a lot of money. He didn't say it was a discount, but you're right. But as soon as he buys it, though, he becomes one of the wealthiest persons in the entire town. The wealthiest persons of the entire town, that's who he's going to become. So imagine right now you have a deal. Imagine you have a crazy deal, a hundred flight building uh, uh, for half the price. But it's still expensive. Let's say it really, uh, really costs, let's say, $1 billion. But you know you get for $500 million. <laughs> What are you going to do? Even if you get it for 500 million, it's impossible. Call Eli, I'll give you the right. Anyway, so, so, so you had to get 500 mil. It's still expensive. So he went home, but it's a, it's a guaranteed, a billion dollars guaranteed. He went home. He ended up going home. And he, um, uh, he sold. He told his wife, what should we do? He says, no, it's no big deal. Sell everything we have. Okay, you have a, a lot of money. Okay, so we bring a lot of money. Okay, it brought down. Okay, they're almost there, but they're still missing, uh, you know, a nice chunk. Yeah. Says, no problem. We'll borrow from uh, relatives. So they started borrowing for us. And the time of the situation, for sure, we're going to get all the money back. And, uh, and finally, after everything was said and done, he was able to put a whole entire stack of money together. And Baruch Hashem was the happiest guy. He knows. Once he gives the money, he gets the assets. He becomes the richest guy in town. And he's a guaranteed richness. It's not like a maybe. He's on the way to give the money to make the deal. As he's on the way, he hears on the sideline people crying, crying, crying. Like, like he never heard such a crying in his life. He walks over there. He sees what's going on. He sees there's a mother with seven children crying. And in front of them, is their, their dead husband, dead father, on the floor. He sees it. He sees the father dead. He sees the, the husband dead. On the floor, he sees it. And around them, 
the children and the wife standing there crying. So he sees what's going on. says, what's going on? He says, she, so the mother starts crying. says, what's going to be with the panasa? We don't know what's going to be. I have seven children to support. This is crazy. He didn't have any money. He left nothing, zero. And they were crying, crying about the father and crying, what's going to be? So he felt bad. This person felt bad. The woman of a Rebbe's father felt very bad. And the woman of Rebbe's father said, don't worry. And he puts out a wad of all the money that he was about to buy. He says, take all this money and with this you're going to be able to support all your family, all your children from now to who knows when. You have enough money to support them for many, many years to come. And what does, he, what does she say? Ah, you're playing games with me. You're choking. My husband didn't die right now. You're playing games. You're giving me all this water money. I know you're going to come back to me. Get it back. There's a scam. There's nothing. You know how it is. <laughs> you're giving money out free. Every, every, every time you have free an advertisement, you know there's a, on the bottom, read the bottom line, you know, restricted, unless there's that. They get you on the strings attached. Like, free? I thought it was free. I oh, know it was buy one, get one free. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, the, so the, 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 he says, no. He says, I'm telling you, this is totally yours. You have no worry about All of a sudden, after he left, in Shamayim, there was a big thunderstorm in Shamayim. Wow! Did you see what this guy did? This guy gave out all his money to Tzedakah, everything for this Almana, for Yetomim. Wow! They were saying, everyone was screaming out in Shamayim, we have to give him a gift. We have to give him a gift. Go give him a gift, a big gift. So they were deciding, what are they going to give him? A big gift. Who gets involved, of course? Satan, Yetzirara. Samah, man. says, wait, 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 wait. Before we give gifts from Shammai, you have to understand, any gift from Shammai that's going to come down, it's not like me and you when a guy gives a gift, you know, he gives him a nice watch and this and that. Talking about a gift from Shammai over here. You're not talking about, you know. So he says, wait. Samah, man, says, we gotta make sure uh, uh, he's he's worthy. We gotta test him one test before we give him the gift. By the way, you see something amazing over here. You know, it's something amazing. They don't want to just give him the gift. You give him a test. You know what I'm saying? Let's take for example, uh, 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 whatever. I'm not gonna go into that. But he, they wanted to give him a test before they gave him the gift. Like also the Kim is saying, like also give him, give him a big test. And... So what they did was. Eliyahu and Avi start getting involved. Eliyahu and Avi said, if the Samech Mem is going to give him the test, it's probably going to be impossible for him to pass. Eliyahu and Avi says, no problem, I'll be going down and I'll give him the test. They agreed. He went, before he went home, he had to stop in Bebed It was like a far trip. He went to Bebed and he said, if I get invited to somebody's house and he invites me to eat by him or to sleep by him, no problem. I'm going to go, but I'm not going to ask around. You know, a little embarrassed, I'm not going to ask around. But in any case, nobody invited him. He was all alone in the Beit Midrash. Who comes in? A prestigious man comes in. Looked very, very wealthy and very aristocratic. He comes over to me and says, Hi, what's your name? Shalom Alechem. My name is this, my name is that. Okay, we're going back and forth. He says, come, why don't you come to my, uh, what's it called? The this, that. And he says, by the way, you should know, the aristocrat says, you know, of course, you must have done a great mitzvah right now. You know, the Kedushat. He says, I have, he opens up like a lot of money as well. He says, I have all this money. I'll give it to you. 
All this, you could be wealthy for the rest of your life with this money on condition that you give me this hoot of the misvah that you just did. He says, what are you kidding me? There's no way. Don't even talk like that. Haram, I don't want to give you the mitzvah. I just did a crazy mitzvah. He says, don't worry, I'm paying you for it. Take all, the, all this money. Look at it, all this money. This is going to support you and your family for the rest of the thing. This is uh, what you did. I'm giving it to you. He says, no, absolutely not. He says, no problem. Give me half of the mitzvah and take all the money. Half, you have half. And I have half. <laughs> you have all this money. Good deal, no? He says, look, sorry. I won't do it. He says, no problem. I'll make it more juicy for you. Give me a third of the mitzvah and take. He's absolutely not. And he's convincing him. He says, you know what you can do with all this money? All you give me is a third of the mitzvah. And you can do me all this money. You can do more charity and more this and more that. You know, he's convincing him, you know? He's saying, listen, I did this mitzvah with my misru nefesh. I'm not selling it for nothing. He says, okay, my last chance, last deal. 1% of the mitzvah. You take 99% of the mitzvah. 1% of the mitzvah that you just did, and you get all this money, you can support you and your whole family till, yeah, till the end of, the, of your life. And he's, giving, he's showing him all this, all this money. 1% of that mitzvah. Give it over. He said, not even 1% I'm giving you. Not even 1% I'm not giving you. Not even 1%. And all of a sudden, the Yalanavi says, Hazar Barohi passed. You passed the test? I'm really Eliyahu Anavi. In Shamayim, they came to tell you, I have three gifts that I could give you. You could choose one of the three. Kavod. Option A. Option A is, you and your wife are going to live together a very long life, happily, very, very long life on this earth. And with Panasa. With, with Panasai, you can be able to have the whole life. Option B. <clears throat> Option B is that you will be extremely wealthy. Your wealth is going to be beyond, 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 beyond anybody's ever imagined in history. It is like the, the wealth is going to be tremendous. Option C. We can give you a baby boy that's a very big Kadosh, Kadosh Elyon from Shamayim. This boy that's going to be born to you is going to be a very, very holy boy. from... Right away, he said, the baby boy! Elyon says, okay. Now, if you pick the baby boy option, there is three conditions to the boy. He says, what, what's the conditions? He says, you and your wife are going to be not binat. You'll be walking around. You're not going to be so settled in life, right? Right? You know what I'm saying? And second, second condition is that when the baby boy is is when when your wife is pregnant with the baby boy, as soon as she gets pregnant, you're going to have to die. He says he's going to have to die right away. And he says, and the third condition is if you have the baby boy, is in two years when the baby turns two. He says, also your wife is going to die. His wife, his, his wife is going to die. Those are the three conditions. So now he starts thinking, and he says, to this I have to ask my wife. I'm saying his wife is also involved in the shuffle. You know, it's not even, it's not even his wife dying after two years, him dying at the time that she gets pregnant, and, and not been out in the world, they're, they're moving back and forth. So he says, he says, 
let me ask my wife. He goes ask his wife. His wife says, what do you mean? Such a kadosh baby? Take the baby, you crazy. Of course, take the baby. Let's go. Let's bring it. Okay. He goes, he tells the Liao, he says, listen, we're taking option C, the baby boy. We're taking that option with all the conditions to it. He says, okay, no problem. What happened? His wife gets pregnant. He dies. Two years later, two years later, the boy turns two, the wife dies. All conditions came, came, came to par. But the boy that was born, he was born from an Eshama, a soul that came down from Shamaim that was from like Kibyachol, like imagine a soul, an Eshama, from many, many years prior to the generations. You know what I'm saying? It was like a Neshama, holy, such a holy Neshama, that imagine like Neshama, like, I don't know how to say it, but many, many, many years ago, that came into this generation, you know, and his impact in the world was so wild, so big, that people would say that he was the tzaddik of all the tzaddikim in that generation. In that generation, there was many, many tzaddikim that were on a high, high level. And he was the biggest tzaddik out of all of them. And he brought down such kedushah, and he was bringing down Mashiach. In his generation, he, he was saying about it, Mashiach is coming in my generation. He was definite, not maybe. <laughs> that wasn't maybe. Mashiach is coming, and he knew. The avrot of the door, the sins of the door, that was blocking it, but he was still going full force. He ended up dying Lad Ba'omid, by the way. Lamed Dal Ba'omid, after that Ashbi's uh, Lad Ba'omid, he died, he died uh, after that Ashbi brought in that as well. He, he died at Lad Ba'omid, Lamed Dal Ba'omid. But he was such a tzaddik elion. But what do you see from this story? And that was who? That was this rabbi. His name was uh, Menachem Rimenever. The Rimenever Rebbe. They called him Mendeli Rimenever. But he was the Rimenever Rebbe. And this is how he was born. But you see such a sword in this story. First of all, you, you, you might say to yourself, but isn't it so sad? What do you mean? It's a sad story. It's like a bittersweet story, by the way. It's a bittersweet. Why? You should know. It says, Bara Mazaka Abba. Bara Mazaka Abba. What does that mean? A son is Mezake, his father. And his mother, of course. Every mitzvah that your son and daughter do, you automatically get zechut for it. Meaning to say, a guy could be up in Chamayim, in Gan Eden, and every mitzvah, that's why it's so important to train your kids to be the biggest tzaddikim elion, to be the biggest of the chamin. Besides that, that's the right thing to do because he's, he's Hashem's child. But even for you, you gain, you gain benefit for it. You'll be sitting there chilling in Chamayim after 120 years. You'll be sitting down. All of a sudden, they come, they pick you up on your chair. Wait, what are you doing? I'm putting you in the next, uh, your closest seat. What do you mean closest seat? Yeah, you're going to get VIP now. VIP now. What happened? Uh, you don't understand, uh, your son, uh, he's learning more Torah, so what do I have to do with me? That's my son, not me. So you don't understand, you brought him into the world, and since you brought him into the world, you trained him to learn Torah, to do mitzvot, you put him in a good yeshiva, and a good yeshiva you put him into, you trained him to Torah, you hired him rabbis uh, throughout the way to get him better and better in the Torah, they're putting you higher. All of a sudden, your daughter. What happens to your daughter? Right? Right? What's the matter, Mike? Okay. So he says, how much more do I have? Seconds? Alright. In any case, you see such a big sword like that. And second of all, you see a big sword that, that you, every single mitzvah that you, they do it. In any case, it's getting me pressure now. Anyway, furthermore, besides all that, besides all that, 
there's a big yesod, you see, when one mitzvah, when a person does it with his full might, what can be zuchetu. You're right there in Shemayim, but every single mitzvah that this kid did, remember of a Rebbe, he was a big Rebbe, every mitzvah, they get credit to it as well. Of course, it's a bittersweet thing, but we don't know Cheshbon Shemayim, why it had to be like that. Only Hashem knows, and Cheshbon Shemayim, they know. But you see, he did a mitzvah with Sirun Epesh, look who was zuchetu. Look, he, look, he was married to. He did it with his mitzvah. That's what I'm saying. When we do mitzvot, we got to pull our full effort into it. You think about it. He did it with his full heart. Oh, take all the money. What do you mean? You could have been there. Doesn't make a difference. Right now, the situation, put all the money in. Take it. Don't worry about me. He did it with his full gut. And look at the third thing. He didn't want to sell it even for 1%. Us. Okay, Rabbi. I came to Shaharit one time. I put that in. How much you want to give me? Oh, I'll give you $100 billion. Okay, give it to me. Okay, I'll take it to mitzvah. I have another one tomorrow. No, he didn't think like that. Because we don't understand the value of mitzvah. All the money in the world can't equal him to pay even one mitzvah of anything that we do in life. Not even one. Not even the barachah that we say in a cup of coffee. Not even that. Not even one baruchu baruch shemur that we answer to the hazan or one amen can equal up to all the money in the world to pay for one mitzvah.